Hey everybody, it's July 15th and it's Ian McDonald from the Sports Card Side Hustle Episode 4. Um, I want to put a shout out to the Best Damn Sports Card Group. I was the creator of that and it's run by a couple of great guys, Teddy Reyes and Steve Warner. Check them out. I was able to uh, get to know Teddy in Iraq first when we were first there. He's doing a great job running that and Steve Warner and some other guys very active in that group where they've got great breaks, um, free games, all sorts of giveaways on a daily and nightly basis and you'll see some live auctions kick off and a lot of fire hot cards and wax in that group. So I want to give a shout out to them. Also the owner of Variety Trading Cards. So check us out, Variety Trading Cards on eBay and Instagram. So being the fourth episode, did want to um, organize some topics again. Wanted to start with the main topic being the trends changing in the market, right? The the You'll notice that the trends are really changing, shifting sports. So when you think of the seasonal aspects of this uh, hobby and now an alternative investment market, which it definitely is, a lot of new money is flooded here the last 18 months, and it's become an alternative investment market where some items individually have sold for over a million dollars now. Think of the fact that um, just like the stock market has cyclicals, um, things like oil and um, utilities and things that, that have different prices, uh, peaks, different price peak points during different seasons and different times of years because of when people use fuel the most and when people uh, do different activities the most. The sports card industry isn't that different, but then we have the uniqueness of different sports seasons and the way that they overlap and how the market as a whole can get hot at certain times. But keep in mind that they might not be exactly when you think they are, right? So let's talk about those trends. Um, NBA, to me, it begins to come off its peak uh, maybe about halfway through the playoffs as a whole where people have their best guess out there and the, the, the outcomes are really mostly priced in and the focus is very narrow on where those big prices changes are going to be, right? So two to three weeks ago, we saw that in the sports card market movers app, I was still surprised that Top 20 were almost all NBA and dominated by the NBA. And we were getting to where 26 to 28 of the teams had been eliminated. So you're down to two to four teams and their elite players, their top players, that can really have some price change and price movement. So I, I was surprised at that and I was starting to watch that. And now today, just today, um, for sure, we now have not only are the top seven a different sport, the top seven are all one player in baseball who... Shohei Otani, by um, the All-Star break, 33 home runs, was chosen as a starting pitcher, chosen as the leadoff hitter, and seems to be the best player in baseball, probably um, the, the best hitter all around with the home runs and a pretty solid average, going a chance to be near the record for extra base hits in a season, while he's also winning games as a pitcher and a quality starting pitcher almost every time that he pitches. So that's interesting. We're definitely seeing that market shift. But I think that things that you can take away from stock markets and other leading markets compared to this alternative investment market and lessons learned, try to find the things that are the same and the things that are different, right? So that you can learn from those as this market starts to behave more like others or other other markets in some aspects. So one thing I'm noticing or that, that I am starting to believe in is things like... Um, Buy the rumor, sell the news, that uh, basically sometimes expectations are built in and priced in. So once you get 
of the way to a date from when those expectations started, guess what? People start selling before earnings happen in the stock market, knowing that, you know, Apple or Tesla or whoever it might be are going to exceed earnings. And then when they exceed them and they, you know, they exceed what the expectations on paper were, but they weren't so over the top that it that um, gets the market in a further um, frenzy, it sells off. Some of these big stocks sell off. So I'm seeing that trend in sports like um basketball and I think you'll see it in baseball and football you know the joker he didn't get too far he didn't have those playoffs to drive him higher he did get start to get a lot of price movement towards his MVP announcement but then when he won it was kind of a letdown as as far as price and that's somewhat predictable when you look at these trends and human behavior and, and how we look at those the the market and all the collectors and everybody watching had decided for a couple or a few weeks at least that he was going to get that MVP and the, there was buying and and trading and selling going on with that in mind and that priced in. So when it was announced, it was like okay, this was expected. So uh, there's not really going to be much more positive uh, price movement based on that. So keep that in mind. So the trends we're seeing definitely a big move from basketball into baseball. I don't think that baseball has a long run to be the dominant sport in the card market as it's going to then begin to experience the same thing where in baseball you start to see more teams eliminated early. Only a few teams make the playoffs compared to the NBA. They don't even have a chance at being that dark horse or that outsider um, as it, in the way that the NBA has 16 t- plays teams getting in and even now the, the playing games to those 16. And then... I think that um, I'm going to make a prediction that even Shohei Otani is going to um, be at a price peak soon in the near term. So we'll talk as our second topic. Otani will be more of a main topic and then even will be mentioned um, after that. So we'll get more to that. But right now, I would be um, buying baseball. I would be um, buying basketball as it gets lower. And for those elite, remember the, the rules of the elite are exponentially different and they exponentially separate themselves in price from the others. Um, it's been mentioned by Jeff, noticed in the data a lot from market movers, sports card investor market movers. It's been repeated that just being an all-star in these sports, in the NBA, baseball, all-pro and NFL, isn't really enough to give you solid um, price movement in the way that you're, you're going to see those three to five uh, perennial MVP candidates that are going to be exponentially above the rest. So the trend's definitely moving from NBA to baseball right now, and I think people are starting to slowly buy and um, prepping to buy, setting some money, um, selling some other cards to get ready for that big NFL type, big NFL hype that starts to hit around Labor Day. And when those um, peak performances happen in the first four to six weeks, that's when by midseason you're really seeing football being the um, dominant sport price-wise um, and focusing in on who those players are, having the proven that they're multi-year performers or breaking out from very minimal price to uh, this guy is an elite player, so he deserves to be to be up there with the others. So look for that. Um, uh, also market trends, I've... I'm saying that um, the market is off its low, right? So if you look at the card ladder index, it was down to about um, to under 19,000 after it had peaked at around, 
uh, 28-ish or in the 28s. Keep in mind this card ladder index that was developed with all these iconic cards and cards that are so important to the market uses a baseline. I give Card Lotter a lot of credit for how they did that and their thought behind it. But it was um, four to five thousand on January first of uh, of twenty twenty. So keep that in mind. Before COVID hit, before a lot more money came to the market, before all these other outside external factors started to impact this alternative investment market the way it has, this index was between four and five thousand, and it hit twenty eight thousand by around March first of the next year. So fourteen months. That's a five to six time uh, multiplier of an index, of a broad index that includes vintage, um, huge cards like Messi and Ronaldo for soccer in, in their rookies and about near 20 years ago, Michael Jordan rookie, up to cards of near today. So this isn't a, um, you know, a small in scope change that, that happened that way. And so it was probably a healthy correction when we came down then um, about a third uh, from, you know, high 20s down to under 20. So that, um, to me, it looks like now we've had a solid um, month of that baseline held and it started to creep back up. And I, I think a lot of uh, money has shifted. Decisions have changed on where to put their money where people put their money as far as what type of cards they go after. There is more fear of base today as these population of different cards and grading has occurred more. We now see that, you know, some of these Luca rookie bases and Zion bases and cards from those years might have started to creep up in production. So there is that fear. Okay, so that's kind of my first topic. And, um, and what is the uh, market trends right now? The shift in trends moving from... Um, basketball, you really don't have much upside left and look for those chances to buy those elite future players like Zion in the offseason and hold until um, you hit the basketball hype again. Move into baseball and um, football right now with some opportunities for soccer as well. So second topic I wanted to I want to kind of um, go with um, talk show, Shohei Otani and uh, unfortunately, I have to ship this card. It's going in an envelope right now. Very nice card. Um, it's a one of two. It was the uh, 2020 Panini Falls memorable marks, and it was uh, signed. It's it's signed a. Um, uh, I'm sorry. It's it's a nine nine. So the nine of the card and the nine of the autograph. I did auction it, and and I'll tell you that um, I don't hold a lot for long, but I have been holding a lot of football for a while and building up um, inventory of those guys that, that I think are going to be the, um, that, I, that I thought had a decent price point and have a, that chance to continue to be elite or become elite. Um, those that already had a lot priced in, I didn't go for with uh, football. But I started buying Otani about this time last year and in the offseason. I just believed that he, when he came back from all his injuries, he was going to be outstanding he, he was going to start to be what they um, predicted he would be a few years ago. And the market was just so low as, on him and his prices because he had been a near-term and a uh, letdown and a letdown early on due to injuries and that he, that he wasn't able to uh, to hold up at first. So, But you'll see that I let go of that card. You can find the sale. It's shipping out um, due to my eBay sale right now. 
Why? Because I think that um, but now to about August 15th to maybe August 30th is the price peak for Otani because of those those trends in psychology and how we think of the market and cards that I was just talking about. Everybody sees that Otani is having uh, just a historic year. He's probably he's not going to break the home run record. He can't get to 70. He's already well past halfway. He's at 33, but he's going to have an elite, elite year. He's probably not going to hit or pass those other marks that people think about as kind of the historic record if you discount some of those numbers due to the um, to do the steroid era as far as Barry Bonds 70 um, and uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa up in the 60s. A lot of people think of those with an asterisk in their head. But Roger Maris, Babe Ruth, if Otani hits 60, that's to me probably the only way that you're going to see him, his price keep to explode, keep to increase and explode at the end of the year. So my near term is to, um, to start to take profit on Otani. And I say that because his Bowman Chrome rookie is at 15 times the price it was um, months ago. It's a seventeen or eighteen hundred dollars for a PSA ten, where you could have got it at two fifty three months ago. So just think of that um, price point, and he is still a long term holder buy. You're not going to hurt yourself if you hold him until next season, or you um, you uh, I'm sorry, a long term um, hold for me, and you'll do fine to to sell him in the next season. But in the near term, you can definitely sell him. You can definitely take profits. And I do feel very strongly that his price will be lower than 1700 to 2000 for a Bowman Chrome PSA 10 rookie that you're at today. Because you'll have that offseason. You'll have the um, hype die down. You'll have people forget in that emotion and that passion where they're focused on other sports and other seasons. So to me, the strategy, if you're not a person that holds for long, just long-term investments, and you do make a lot of transactions, go ahead and sell in the next four to six weeks. Remember that peaks are very hard to time exactly. So in the way that people, if they get too greedy and they wait too long, they miss the near the top of the peak in the stock market, that's very likely to happen in sports cards too often as well. It's better to sell a little bit too early if that's a lot of profit for you. If you got it cheap and you got it early, take that profit Put it into the things that are going to rise soon. And you can get Otani um, November, December, January, and February for um, for much less than right now, I think, and and do it all again next season, right? So that's my, um, my Otani strategy. Um, beyond that, I, I just want to say focus on um, f- focus on the fact that uh, when you come back into Otani, pay attention to population reports. Be concerned or cognizant of the fact that so many of his cards were sent into, um, have been piled up or are now maybe being sent into PSA and other graders once those will start to open more. The, a lot wasn't sent into grading. Grading wasn't as big back when he wasn't performing as strong. So now that his performance has come on so strong and grading is still a difficult thing to get done. There's going to be a high volume of Otanis that we're waiting in grading, that are on their way to grading, that are being held for grading, that are going to get graded, where those population um, reports and the numbers on some of those higher grades might surprise us in a few months to a year. So just be cognizant of that. You'll see that I have um, still stuck in with 
um, bass, st stuck with bass on some of the higher end bass or bass that I love, like uh, Prism for uh, football and basketball. Um, but uh, I am much more aware and selective in what bass I buy. I do look more for serialized parallels for on-card autos and those RPA type rookies than I did, um, you know, 18, 12 to 18 months ago, maybe even six months ago. I've really shifted that direction as I'm watching the production numbers and population report info that comes out more on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So keep that in mind. Okay, so um, uh, I want to tell you that the top hustle plays, we're going to start monitoring them a little more. We'll make them more often. But then every week or two, we're going to come back and give you an update now that we're getting further into them and do a check on how our near-term, mid-term, long-term top hustle plays went. Right? So um, I'm going to tell you um, that uh, my I think that um, when it comes to football, my my plays that I would make, I think that Her Herbert is just priced so expensive that he might have a little bit of increase if he has some really strong games early in the year, but it's just going to be hard for him to exceed expectations. So I'm not a strong buy in Herbert. I did find Burrow to be a lot more affordable for most of this year, and I think that he will come back fine. And then um, the other quarterbacks gonna, that are going to be um, a boom or bust as far as young guys um, and uh, it's they're getting to their year where the their franchises are going to have to make decisions on are they the future or not. Jalen Hurts and um, Tua. So so watch those guys. Those are going to be boom or bust. Um, I don't think that either of them personally are going to end up the franchise quarterback. I've already seen um, Tua be benched by um, and in favor of an older quarterback. And I, I've seen a lot of hype and I've heard some other content providers Really trying to hype um, to his price in the offseason, saying that he's a future. I'm not a, um, a buyer of two. I think that um, early on in the season, as if you see this hype based on speculation continue, but the performance isn't quite there, I would say that Tua would be a sell in, in September. And um, same might go for Jalen Hurts, as he has got a decent amount of hype, but they do not seem to be of the caliber of um, Herbert or Burrow. So those are my um, kind of players to watch. We'll get more specific and make some plays in the next um, week or two for top hustle plays. And that's what we have in um, episode four. So I appreciate you guys listening um, and hope to see you soon. Thanks, guys.